Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It is another episode of DadCast. I am your host, JP, along with the other host, Mr. Dick Martin. How are you, buddy? I'm good. How are you? Are you doing good? I am good, man. You good? good. You good? I feel bad. I was going to bring the baby in and. Gosh darn it. But what's going to happen is I'm going to run up to my in law's house, which is like literally two minutes up the road. Uh I'm going to grab her when we're done and come down before you're done cleaning up. But you're the one who's supposed to clean up. Right. I'm going to clean up when I get back with the baby because you're going to hold the baby while I clean up. Okay, we'll see how that works out. I'll be quick. It's been three months since baby Sophie has been born, and Papa JP, Uncle JP, uh, the one who is, Nick hasn't realized, I'm actually the godfather, um, so if they pass away, she goes to me. You know that, right? I do okay, now, good. But yeah, uh, cool. I haven't even met her yet. Haven't even held her, so hopefully today is that day. I'm excited, and uh, we are live. I think, I think I'm clear on the, the godfather thing until this airs on Facebook, then it's like reality and it's real. Right. Yeah. And wait till Danielle sees the episode. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> what we, the hell? <laughs> we are broadcasting live once again, doing this show right here at the hall in Grants Pass, uh, which is fun. It's a great atmosphere in here. Um, I hope the lighting holds up. Oh, I forgot to turn the lights on. <laughs> <laughs> You can do that at any point in time if you'd like, man. Today on the show, we have a really cool guest. His name is Drew Reese. He is running for school board. He is the facilities director of Dutch Brothers here in Southern Oregon. Drew, how you doing, man? I'm doing great. Appreciate you guys having me here. Absolutely, man. Welcome to DadCast. Thank you. The very first question, it's a rite of passage that we always ask here on DadCast is, Nick, take it. Are you a dad? I am a dad. Awesome. I, I have uh, I have a daughter. She's twelve years old. Um, her name, first name, is Astrid. And then my wife and I had the debate about the middle name because my I have no middle name, and my wife hates her middle name. And then we settled on Danger. Oh, very cool, Astrid Danger Reese. That's awesome. A, that's an incredibly good name. That's like a name that you see on the big screen flashing in lights, and she doesn't even need to change it if, have, if she ever goes into that you know, type of work. And then just to be cliche, I just wanted her to be able to say Danger is my middle name. Da- 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 right? <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's funny you say that. When my daughter was born, she's nine now, almost 10 next month. Um, as soon as she was born, we're talking hours after the fact. Mom went in to get you know, the whole basically tied up. She was getting, what's it called? It wasn't a hysterectomy, but she was getting her tubes tied sure. um, at the time. Uh, so she obviously wouldn't have any more kids. And she comes back in. She is just completely high on drugs, whatever they gave her, and coming down off that and just out of her head. And, of course, the nurse came in at that moment in time and gave me all the paperwork. And I'm sitting there, and it says middle name for my daughter. And I was this close to making it warrior princess. <laughs> Awesome. Yeah, so she was this close to being Avery, Warrior Princess Pierce. And I actually wrote it down and then scribbled it out because I'm like, she's, mom's going to kick my ass if I do that. And, uh, you know, she's here in, in no way to make a conscious decision on, on this. So I better just keep it. And I went back and gave her what her middle name is now. And then I tell her this story when, you know, you know, a week later, and she's like, that's awesome. Why didn't you keep it? Oh. So my little warrior princess, what could have been is not. So 
12 years old. That's the only that I know of. So are, are, is everything still going good? That's funny. You know, we get that a lot around here. Uh, is is, is uh, everything still going well? Does she still love you? Is there, or are, are little hints of independence and, and rebellion kicking in yet? You know, uh, yes. A little, I don't, I want to, not so much rebellion, but I think that, that coming into independence, though, is definitely something that's going on. And, and that's great, because I always tell her, I'm like, I'm an older father. I was older when she was born. And I'm like, I need you to have a level of independence, because one day I won't be here, and I'm probably going to be sooner than you think. So. Right? Well, okay, with that being said, how old are you right now? 54. 54, and she's 12, so four, it's 42. He's got your beat. I know. I do. Yeah, he does. Barely, mind yeah, you. But <laughs> All right. So we're all like skewing older when it comes to the dad thing. Yeah. And isn't that crazy You know, to think that, what, we got nine more years, so 63 when you get to have that first legal drink with her? Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, <laughs> He's going to be like 87. I know. It <laughs> sucks. <laughs> I mean, it is. They're going to come visit me at the nursing home. It's totally <laughs> yeah. sad to think you're going to have your AARP card before she has her high school diploma. Right? No. <laughs> it's sad that I'm starting to get that in the mail now too i'm like oh no what is what is happening with my life oh it's working what oh, never mind <laughs> anywho um, <clears throat> sunset it's not important um yeah 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 okay. right <laughs> okay that's good all right so uh, just be forewarned though then uh drew it's happening it's yeah. it's the uh the, the, about two years if that yeah. when all <laughs> hell decides to just it is shake up you know, it doesn't matter who, who we've interviewed, who dad, what dad we've had on the show. Most of the time, they've all gone through the same thing we have, right? About 13, 14 years old that just, and there's no rhyme or reason to it. You could be the most perfect parent. You could have the most perfect life, but. It could be the most perfect day. And then all of a sudden it's like, I hate you. Yeah. What? Why? And I, it sucks. I, you know, I, what I do though is I, I call her out on it a little bit. I'm like, I, I realize this is the time that you're thinking I'm a complete idiot. Just give it a few more years. <laughs> right? <laughs> By the way, fantastic mustache. Oh, well, thank you. That thing yeah. is, that is just, I can't stop, you know, I if you're a woman, I, it, it, I can't stop staring at it. If, if that's, <laughs> well, I, appreciate I hope that, that doesn't make you uncomfortable. It does not. Okay. That it, thing is glorious. It's absolutely homegrown. I, I, I yeah. <laughs> before we started, I'm going to grow mine back. You should. I, I'm going to. You get that thing like, in like multiple twirls and whatnot. Yeah. I'll do the, the Chris from Death Punch thing, grow my beard out a little bit and braid it. Okay, yeah. I'm in. All right. So tell me about Astrid when she was uh, when you found out. Take us back about 13 years ago. <laughs> there is a there is a fateful day, and you were notified that you were in fact going to become a dad. Can you recall that day? Emotions? I absolutely. The emotions first were disbelief, and I'm not kidding. I ran out to the Walgreens and bought. I think eight more tests. I did the same thing. <laughs> I did the same thing. I'm like, just keep taking these yeah. just to be sure. Okay, well, let's just validate that this is it before we, you know, book a doctor's appointment. Had you ever had any scares or anything prior in your life? No. Okay, I'm exactly the same way. I, for years, thought I was shooting blanks. And she came to me, and I, I, I did the exact same thing. I'm like, I I'm like, so I'm like who are scares. you sleeping with, first of all? <laughs> and let's go prove this fact. And, and sure, shit, she was, but... Okay, so okay, you so you, you get the test, then what? I mean, I was excited. I, we had always planned on being that dual income, no kids family, right? Just, right. Just my wife and I were we're living, gonna live large. Um, it's uh, 
panic. I've heard, you know, everybody panics. I mm -hmm. panicked. I called friends. I'm like, what am I, what do I got to do here? Right. Like, I'm completely afraid. In fact, when I brought her home from the hospital, I had to you know, run home and get the car seat that you've bought, and I realized I don't know how to put this thing in. Yeah, right. I still don't know how to put them in. <laughs> so I like called a buddy. I'm like, I know you got two kids. I need you over here right now. And <laughs> I'm not sure we actually installed it right, but enough to get the baby home. As long as it didn't jiggle, <laughs> you know. As long as I always call the buddy's friend, yeah. the, fr the buddy's friend's wife. Right. That's, I should have. Yeah, for it. that's like the the best way to do it. They, the wives always know how to do it. But it, it was. I mean, we knew it was immediately going to change our lives. It would that in and I can say contemporarily and in hindsight, like has changed for the best. Oh, absolutely. Um, I, you know, no offense to anybody else who has kids, but I have the greatest human being in the world in my daughter. No offense taken, you know, it's, it's the second best, by the way. <laughs> um, it's cool. You guys can have that. My kids suck. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, you know, my, they, my they, kids are awesome. <laughs> there's, there's times, you know, you know, I, most for the most part though, that those, I, I got real good kids, a little overly sensitive. I think that just might be a little sign of the times though. Um, they definitely didn't get that from me. Definitely didn't get it from mom. So I'm going to attribute it to, you know, the phones that they're on and just society in general. Way too sensitive, man. Yeah. It's okay. You know? Mm -hmm. But, you know, whatever. There's little things out there. So how was the birth? Were you in the room? I was in the room. How'd that go? Uh, started out, so she was a little early, about four weeks early. Okay. I was on a work trip in Eugene. We were living in Portland at the time, 5 a.m. And I get awakened by a phone call. It's my wife telling me, my water's broke. I'm on my way to the hospital. Come join me. And mad panic, right? You just like, grabbed, <laughs> grabbed up everything, threw it in the suitcase. Didn't just, I don't even know if I turned in the key. I might've left it in the room and just hauled all the way up. You know, that two hour trip took me you know, an hour 15. Right. Um, and then the waiting game started, right? We had to wait. You could have took your time. Could I absolutely? I could have taken a shower, right? Because yeah, I, I didn't get a shower for two more days after you, that. You could have made a round. You could have forgot something, went back. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Stop for a beer on the way, I absolutely yeah. could have <laughs> all of all of the above I could have done, but, um, I'm going to be honest. My, my wife was a complete trooper. She was once at the birth, I'm there and you cut the cord and you do all of that. And she gets up, they take the baby off to do whatever they do in the behind the scenes. And she's like, I'm taking a shower. Points to me, go get me a chicken burrito. <laughs> so, complete trooper. She's That's like, awesome. she's built, she's built to be a mother for sure. She's just like, she's, um, uh, you know, second to my daughter. My wife is the second greatest person in the world, in my world. Ain't it grand. And 12 years ago, you were scared. Oh. You were panicking. Ooh. Now look at you. <laughs> This is easy peasy, know man. You. It's you still know? scary. I, I've got a kid that's 25 all the way down to, what, three months. And it's something it's like everything. that. Yep. It's all scary. Oh, I mean, you still, yeah. I mean, I still worry about her every single day. And you can't help but feed into, the, like, the, the fears about, name it, it doesn't matter. Right. You're going to, and according to my mom, who's 75, I'm still going to be worried about that stuff when she's, when she's, fit, you know. Yeah. My mom's worried about me at 54. Yeah, exactly. So. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Crazy stuff. I want to keep talking kids. I do. I want to, like, jump into the school board. <laughs> you told me to talk more, so shush. Shut your mouth. No, 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 no. We're gonna, you are going to totally take the school board thing. 
Okay. But you know what? Heck, screw it. Go. Well, tell me about the school board. What, what do you do? <laughs> what's what's going to happen? What are your uh, do you, you have goals, visions? I do have some stuff that okay. I that I that I see. I think so. First off, I'm running because I have a daughter in the school, and my wife also works. She's a, she's a special education uh, assistant in the school district, and so I kind of have a bit of a unique uh, perspective than maybe somebody who doesn't have kids in the school today. There's mm-hmm. plenty of people running who've had them in the past, um, as well as getting some, you know, hearing about my wife's experiences in the school. Uh, and then it was brought to my attention that there were two positions that were running unopposed. And I'm like, that is not democracy. No. That is not how we do things. <laughs> Are you running for one of those two? I am. So congratulations <laughs> on winning, man. It's No, no, no. I'm not. I, I, I jumped in on somebody who was running unopposed, and I became. Uh, now now okay. we had a contest, and since then, a third person has jumped in, so okay. somebody else must have come in 10 minutes after I filed my paperwork and oh, wow. thought yeah. the same thing. I was like, why are we even hyping this up? Why is it? He's, he's already got it. Just <laughs> no, a waiting game at this point. So everybody eventually has, a, has at least one other person they're running mm-hmm. against now. Okay. But um, in terms of things that I've seen, and maybe you guys have seen this too, is that you know, regardless of what you think about the pandemic, how it was handled, that's not even worth, because we're here today. Right. It's clear that kids have lost some learning and kids have lost some of the social experiences. Oh, yeah. like if you were supposed to start in the first grade, you didn't show up until the third grade. You yeah. lost a whole bunch of stuff. Exactly. Yeah. So I would say, you know, primarily, I want to make sure that the district has the resources to help catch those kids up in, in, in both facets. I've mm-hmm. talked with teachers who, like, I've talked with a teacher who's a second grade teacher, and she's like, my kids can't even read at grade level. And I'm like, oh cat in the hat can't get there so want to help that i think that's you know first and foremost i think um one of the things that is big to me especially coming out of like what i do for a living is um that we have shifted in the last we'll call it 30 or 40 years in terms of telling kids your path to success is go to college and don't Mm -hmm. get me wrong it i went to college and it has served me pretty well it's but what we did turn away from was skilled trades. Yep. Mm-hmm. We didn't, we, we don't encourage kids to look at skilled trades. And, and you know, a master journeyman in, in many of those trades is making six figures. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. And a good welder? <laughs> yeah, right. Here. My gosh. And the, the high school here does a really, they, they're doing a good job. They've, they're bringing back auto shop. Yeah, I saw that. Um, so I think that, but I, I'd like to see it expanded. I, what I'd like to see is I would like to see a kid who's sitting in science saying, I'm never going to use this, and then take them down and show them how an ice maker works. And if you didn't know the laws of thermodynamics, you wouldn't understand how you didn't put cold into the ice, you took the heat out of the water mm-hmm. and show them, you know, the, it's one thing to sit there. There's a DC current, there's an AC current. No, no, no. Let's show them how that actually turns into a light bulb going on really, and right. starting at the pole, starting at the plant that generates that. So that you can temp, you know, you're, you're bringing it around so it, it me, it's meaningful. Mm-hmm. So they're not sitting there going, am I ever going to use algebra? Mm-hmm. Right. And, there it is. There's a there's a lesson to be learned in algebra. It may right. not be solving for x, but it may be solving for the unknown. Mm-hmm. And so I think that there's some still opportunities there for that. Um, I would also say, you know, 
I believe that every kid has the right to get an education. And what I mean by that is I believe in inclusion and I believe in the equity of it. We don't marginalize kids. There's a lot of people nowadays that think about marginalizing certain segments of kids. That doesn't serve them, it doesn't serve our community, it doesn't serve anybody. So I just, part of it is I would never allow, if, you know, when I'm on the school board, I'll never allow any policies that are gonna marginalize kids. Love that. That's, that's awesome, yeah. Round of applause, oh wait, <laughs> is it this one? Yes. So, what is the actual title of the position you are running for? Uh, it's District, uh, Grants Pass School District 7, position number two. Okay. And when is the election? So, ballots should be out uh, towards the end of this month, April, and the actual our election day, which is a weird thing in Oregon since we don't go to the polls anymore, but the get your ballots in by the 16th of May. There you go. So if you're watching this, and I'm going to make every effort to make sure this episode drops, it's going to be a bonus. Okay. Sweet. It's going to be a bonus episode dropping well before that 16th time frame. If you're watching this, you know, this may not seem like you know, I was talking to Drew off camera before the show. This isn't a sexy election. You know, there's not a lot of stuff going on that it wants people who are going to take the time. It's important. It's important. Uh, this is our children we're talking about. And, and, you know, I don't know what the other guys are doing, but what I just heard from that man in that little bit short amount of time uh, sounds like you can and will make a difference. And that's, you know, the kids, that's what's important, period. They are the future, definitely. And if you can do whatever you can to, to to help that, you know, my hats off to you. And uh, you all need to get out there and do your thing. Grants Pass, Josephine County, let's do this. Send in your ballots. All right, so I got and, and vote for him, <laughs> Drew Reese. <coughs> Sorry. Um, so with the pandemic and the social distancing stuff, my daughter, who is a senior now, has some serious issues with interacting with other kids and like just getting back into that, having friends and like having a boyfriend type thing and want, I don't know, I don't know how to. They became introverts overnight. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how to say it in a nice way, but she's just, she's just kind of a dork now. And it's like, I feel bad for her. I'm like, you just, you've just got to get back out there. You've got to like start going to places. Like, you know, she didn't stop going to church. Like that was the one thing Edgewater kept kept the services going, kept the kids packed in the church the whole entire time. And yeah, I had my issues with that. It was like, you know. We've already discussed it. We've Keep already going. discussed it. We're going to move on. But with the whole school thing, she was home for two years, not around other kids her age. And she got back into it her senior year this year and just didn't know how to interact. And there's a lot of kids I saw that just didn't get it, didn't understand the dynamics of being with other kids their age because they've been stuck with their parents or their aunts and uncles or whatever. What, what can we do to fix that? Like, how can we do it at home, at school? Like, how can teachers get involved? To yeah, I, you know, I believe that, I'm not saying counseling, but there are, like, think about if you've ever done, like, a team building event where you had to, like, work together. Right. We, there, there are things that are appropriate for kids at different ages that make them interact with one another and get them to, like, help each other and that's the that's really the biggest thing is is like if they learn to help each other then they learn to communicate right, right. and so i think i always say that you know curiosity leads to communication which leads to understanding and i think that that those kind of activities we can do will help kids to 
reassimilate into, because my daughter did the same thing. She became very introverted throughout that two years, two and a half years, mm -hmm. or whatever it was. And then she jumps into middle school. So she kind of like went from like third grade to middle school. Right. And she's, like, it was like, a, I wouldn't say a panic attack, but it was certainly. Well, it's almost a culture shock because you're yeah. like, you're a little kid, then all of a sudden you're a big kid. Right. <laughs> you know? I, yeah. yeah. Dealing with big kid, kid emotions and all kinds of stuff. And that's kind of how my daughter went being like a freshman to a senior. It's like, wow, now she's got all these other things to deal with on top of school. And yeah, I and think her grade slipped. And it's just, it's kind of a bummer to see it. And it's a lot of kids are going through the same thing and that we're doing super, super good. And then all of a sudden it's like, man, what, you know? And I can tell you based on some of the meetings that I've attended for the school board, just sitting in the audience, they're aware of this. Okay. And they are bringing people in to try and help kids. You know, some kids are far worse off, mm -hmm. right? Then some of some of them just became introverts. Some of them became, you know, completely lost. And so mm -hmm. they're trying to help catch those kids up. So yeah. I mean, my hat my hat is off to the school district for that. Like yeah. they recognize this. That's cool. Yeah. Very cool. Would you say that's your number one priority? I think it's. In terms of number one, it's the most immediate. It's the thing that we have to like address today because your daughter's going to graduate and right. go on, and you know it's going to take that much more effort on her own individual part if she doesn't get help getting some skills, right. you know, some social so skills. So let me now. ask you this: Is there a better plan if this happens again? Because it's kind of inevitable that we're probably going to see this happen again. Yeah, I think. It I, <laughs> I think what you're going to see is I have to believe that we're going to have all kinds of sociology, archaeology, anthropology studies on what came out of it. And there's somebody, some, there's going to be some economist who's going to do the dollar cost benefit of did we save the 88-year-old at the expense of the 14-year-old? Right. And, and what was that real loss going to look like? Mm -hmm. um, now, granted, if we have something, if we have an Ebola-type outbreak, then all bets are off. I don't, yeah. have, I don't have an answer for that. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, if we, if we go back to, like, social distancing again, do you think it's a, a smart thing to think that the school would do, like, smaller group classes, like maybe six to ten kids instead of what they're doing now? Yeah, I think you're going to end up... Social... Yeah, you're going to end up potting up a little okay. bit more, right? Like, you probably did it in your own life. You're like, yeah. okay, this is, my, this is my pandemic bubble of group right. friends that we're all going to take the risk, right? Well, we'll probably have to make those yeah, same decisions. Yeah, I think that's a much better plan than sending the kids home to do homeschool. You've got, they've got to be around other kids. That's, right. that's a huge thing. And it was super disruptive. I mean, it was... In all aspects. Yeah, it's just... Yeah, the parents lives, yeah. had to juggle work. Yeah. You know, it's it, nuts. I'm getting anxiety thinking about it again. <laughs> I do, I do like how a lot of people did come together and you saw a lot more community come out of it. Like, during it, though, was, like, just being in retail was rough. Like, just seeing how people treated people wearing masks and that kind of stuff. That was rough. But on the outside, on the other side of it, though, I'm seeing a lot more community. A lot, a lot of people are just getting back to loving each other, being kind, which is cool. Yeah. So I, hopefully we can continue down this path. and. Yeah. I Hopefully we come yeah. through it at the back end here. And, and we're just as you say, like, it's like, oh, we really got through something together. Even though we mm -hmm. may have done it different ways, we all got through it together. Right. We're all still here. And so, yeah. What's the biggest hurdle for you when it comes to uh, this possible position? The biggest hurdle. Well, I would say a three-way race is uh, kind of a hurdle. Right? Winning? Is that the hurdle? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> that's, that's for sure the first hurdle, right? It's, right. Um, it's, 
I'm, I'm not running with any endorsements from groups, from organizations. I'm really just looking for endorsements from humans. Right. Um, well, that's pretty important. <laughs> but it's so, and it, part of it is, is like, I want to be able to make the decisions that I see are correct for the kids, right. for the education system. And that includes the teachers, the, you know, the, the administration, the community. And the, I mean, there's a lot of people who have different ideas, but, you know, I don't want to be beholden to a, an agenda, if you will. Gotcha. I just want it. I just want the best for kids. I want kids to be able to, to get to the place that they want academically that we can do. May I offer you a tactical advantage? <gasps> oh, oh my gosh! Today is the day, you guys. Are we going to get it on camera? Maybe. Okay. So, so for the everyone record, off camera, and it's about to happen. Sophie has arrived with Danielle, the lovely wife of Mr. Nick Martin, uh, and and here she is. She's about to make her appearance. There she is. Oh my goodness! It's a Sophie. Oh. Boy, oh boy, hi. You guys are both redheads. Hello. Crazy. <laughs> Hello, missus. Hello. Why am I holding you like this? You're not that old yet. Let's do this. She's good. She's super strong. Is she? Yeah. Look, Drew, it's a baby. It is a baby. It's a baby. Hi, missus. Uh-oh. It's okay. Hi. Was, uh-oh. Okay. All right. <laughs> do this better in a minute. It's okay. You're good. Oh, that was exciting. Yeah. I, I think my favorite is when I when Nick posted the, and she's in the band t-shirts. Right? Exactly. <laughs> okay. So you're not allowed to go anywhere. You got to hang out because we're done here in about 10, 15 minutes and I'm going to get some real time. Okay. I think she nodded yes. Okay. Drew, who before that incredibly awesome interruption, uh, a tactical advantage for you. Um, Dutch Brothers. Um, we all have seen the crazy stickers sure. over the years. Sure. Uh, how many people come through a Dutch Brothers stand on a daily basis? You've got four weeks, my friend. <laughs> we need to get every employee to make some kind of sticker or just say, you know, vote for Drew Reese, school board. <laughs> As they, and, and, you know, because you know they're friendly and they want to talk about anything and everything. Just include that in their daily monologue to every, every person that comes through. Is that, is that gray area? Is that legal? I mean, it's... I would never compromise. <laughs> I would All right, never mind then. Never do that. Never mind, <laughs> never mind. But if you're watching this, Dutch Brothers employees. I, I think maybe Dutch Bros 1997. That might have worked out. I think, <laughs> maybe, yeah, I think for sure. Corporate Dutch Bros, probably not. So Speaking much. of Dutch Bros, <laughs> yeah. what does a facilities director do? So my team and I take care of the company-operated shops. There's 400 and... As of today, I think there's 440. We're approaching 440 of company operated. That's not the franchise right. shops. Um, we've got people placed around the country, so they handle regions, about 100. And uh, if you ask them, I'm overworking them, but it's probably around 150 to 180 shops today each. And they ensure that they've got, they, they set up the service providers who come in and fix the refrigeration and the, right. the HVAC and all of that. And then they manage that. They walk the shops and take, take note of things that aren't being taken care of either by the service providers or, you know, go unnoticed by the 
the folks in the shop, the broistas and such. It's pretty easy when you got a dance party going on to not notice there's a small drip over on the underneath the <laughs> uh, table. Yep, right. <laughs> so, um, so that's what we do. We take care of the equipment. We take care of the building. We take care of the 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 lot around it, whether it be the asphalt or the landscaping, they make sure that things are kept up as best as we can. Gotcha. All right. Nice. Facilities director, Dutch Brothers, Drew Reese, future school board director. No, we not, have anything to do with it. I don't want to jinx. I don't want to jinx <laughs> it. But you know, come on. Now let's 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 talk uh, the possibilities. Um, you know, if things don't work out like you hope, how disappointed are you going to be? Is that is that is that a crusher, or is it you know, you know dust your shoulders off and, and try again next time type deal? Well, as far as that goes, I'm going to have to wait and see. I'll take a wait and see. But I will okay. say that I'm absolutely engaged and energized to, about this. So I'll still go to every school board meeting and hear what's happening. Right? It's, I I'll be that. I might be that boisterous person who's like, mm, I don't think we're going to ban some books today. Yeah, okay, <laughs> good, good. There you go. <laughs> um, are you going to be able to uh, ban all vegan lunches? Well, no, some kids are vegan. I'm sorry, <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> this is my point. <laughs> we're going to be inclusive. You're right. You mentioned yeah. that earlier. <laughs> Fair enough. I'm pretty sure my high school served vegan hamburgers. What, they, you, what about right. There's probably a lot I'm, of soy I'm, in there. There's a lot of soy, a lot of beans. They tasted like meat. Pizza right. Tuesdays? Ooh. Well, dude, no, Taco Tuesdays, Pizza Wednesday. You gotta, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, it's Spaghetti Wednesday. I man. thought it was it, Pizza it, Friday. It, okay, it, if, that, if you can make that happen. I, you see and what's all the good things. Bring chocolate milk back, too. <laughs> that's just... Yeah, that's just wrong. Like, not having chocolate milk at school, wrong. <laughs> yeah, I'll work on that. The important, okay. I care about the important things, kids. Right, the, the food. And, yeah. and, and, you know, maybe a Butterfinger or two here and there. Yes. yes. <laughs> <laughs> Who needs an apple slice? No, Nobody. no. Bad news, bears. Hershey kisses and Butterfingers and right. chocolate milk. So I, are, are you a sports fan, Drew? You know, I'm not. Not into you, sports I'm at all? I'm not really into sports. What are you into? Um... Well, nowadays, it's really just hanging out with my family. Okay. When I'm not working, I make sure that we... What does the hangout time entail? Summertime, I... You know what? One of the things I love living around here is... About living around here is floating the river. Okay. I love that. Like, in the summer, I will do that every weekend. And it's, it's like the greatest relaxation like all of my stress just goes away when i'm floating the just river. don't do it during boatnik okay no, except for boatnik <laughs> yeah right? and then dodging the hell the hell <laughs> yeah <laughs> right <laughs> that's like a little bit of it like gets a little excitement so maybe it's yeah. not completely stress-free but, okay all right uh, but we do a lot of you know we like to hike we like so we like to be in the outdoors um and I don't follow sports mostly because it just is something that would then take away from the family. Either I got to enculture, although I spend a lot of time watching soccer games with my daughter. She plays soccer. Yeah, so. my kid, he, my, my son, 12, uh, really got into the World Cup. And it just so happened to be that Christmas fell right after the end of the World Cup. And guess who had to go out and buy a $200 jersey? Because <laughs> he loves World Cup and soccer. And guess who has to get tickets when it comes to L.A. in four years? Ooh. I'm like, you know what? He's going to be 16. That's going to be such a great trip. That's going to be kind you of know, cool. SoFi Stadium. Hopefully America can make it to, you know. Mm-hmm. But even not, you know, even Brazil or one of these crazy it's good still, teams. Yeah, still a cool you know, experience. He, he's, that's going to be amazing. So, yeah. what, three and a half, four years to go. Look forward to that. So, and my kid loves watching football with me. We were both complaining earlier today that there's a lack of, you know, a serious lack of football in the world. I am a little <laughs> bummed you got my quarterback. 
Let's see, I'm not. Well, you, I mean, I, I mean, am bummed. He's not like he's not as good as Carr. I'm, why don't? No he, way. Not even. No, but he, exactly. It's still Garoppolo, like he's he's a good quarterback. Dude, he's he he hasn't even started yet, and he's already broke his ankle. Man, it's nuts. Well, he's it's, got that, it's injured, but we're not going to talk sports because Drew Drew's not a sports fan, league, man. So. <laughs> yeah. so you know, we sh- you know there it is. Have you put together a fast five by any chance, I did Nick? Not. Nope, I figured we were going to do. A we're just, bit let's, shorter, let's, but... let's do it on the fly. Okay, so okay. Uh, Drew, I don't know if you're aware, but I have worked in radio here in Southern Oregon for like 20 years, and when I was on the air, uh, I'm not currently doing anything local right now. I do have a radio station still. Um, it's called Pirate Radio, free plug, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, <laughs> check it out, P-Y-R-A-T-E radio.com, you'll love it, it's great. Uh, we did a segment called Fast Five where, you know, celebrities would call in, musicians, whatever, and we'd ask them five random quick questions. They're not super duper important, they're just kind of fun, and the point is, is don't think about it, just, you know, Fast Five. Nick's favorite question. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Vote for Reese. <laughs> Empire Strikes Back is the best episode. Prove me wrong. Oh, dear God, I'm going to interrupt the Fast Five. Are you a Star Wars fan? Oh, yes. Did I you am. watch Mandalorian today yet? Right. I have not I'm watched out. it yet today. I had to work. Are you caught up, though? <laughs> no, I'm not completely caught up. It's okay. Been, it's been a busy It's been busy time because my kid's soccer started, so we've been spending a lot of time <laughs> her playing soccer. So. Being that you are as in Southern Oregon, are you... Uh, gosh, I said we wouldn't get anything controversial, and I know this question... Although I don't feel it's controversial at all. I'm just going to ask it. Screw it. Uh, are you a fan of guns? I do own a few guns. Okay, good. So <laughs> I, uh, and this is, works perfect. You should have One, brought it. I, I know, but we didn't have time, I and know. it's all packed away, and the kids are nothing. Could have been but on the podcast. One of our uh, uh, sponsors slash brand ambassadors slash partners for the time being here on DadCast is Redcon One Weapons out of Eagle Point. Check him out, redcononeweapons.com. He can build and get you anything. Um, he's amazing. He helped me build a Mandalorian AR-15 short-barreled rifle. So it's got laser-engraved Grogu on the magwell on one side. It's got the uh, the Mandalorian signet for his clan, not not the, you know, right. but his one, that's the bullhorn on the other side. The serial number is This Is The Way, and just a bunch of little, it says I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in dead on the cover, and just really cool, and and he does great work, but I built that Mandalorian, because I'm such a fan, and then the season finale was today, and you just said Empire, and I ain't going to argue either, Empire Strikes Back is absolutely the best episode. Look, look, (laughs) did you see the sticker on the back of my car? It's, my son had a a laser printing sticker making class at uh, McLaughlin school in Medford. And he printed out uh, the first order in the first order logo that matched my color of my car. I'm like, that's so cool, man. Can you make me a Jedi one though? You know, the rebellion, you know, something. Uh, that's cool. Yeah. I'm a big fan of star Wars. Yeah, I, I've got like seven lightsabers that I got at Disneyland and, Oh, I haven't been there to see that. I've been holding off to go there. Astrid's, Kind of on the fence about wanting to go. It's so amazing. But uh, I've heard incredible. And if you get a chance, I don't even like Star Wars, and I saw some videos. I'm like, I gotta go. This is this is cool. Yeah, this the, it's just and then so I saw cool. The gun, and I was like, Dang. oh, the gun's pretty cool. <laughs> I, sorry, it wasn't it's actually 300 blackout. Anywho, thing our 15 right. style. Question number two. I'll show you after. Yes, question number two, Nick. What's your favorite meal to cook for your daughter? You know. She- <laughs> The nice thing is, is she's getting experimental in the kitchen on her own. 
So she's recently learned that too much cinnamon, there is such a thing when she was like, oh, I have cinnamon toast crunch. I'm going to put some more on it. And then the bowl went and said, well, what's going on? And she goes, oh, I put too much in. But when I cook for, uh, I'm, about, I'm about ribs. I'm about like smoked meats, um, those kind of things like that. She's the easiest thing I cook for. I swear to God, if she didn't, if there wasn't frozen pizza, she wouldn't survive. <laughs> she just I, wouldn't pretty survive. Pretty much any kid around that age. This yeah, guy, meat. Guns and Frozen, Star Wars. And I think we're like best friends. <laughs> and if not, we should have been. You know? Good God. Question three. Question three. What is your favorite outdoor activity to do with your family? Uh, it's got to be floating the river. 100 percent. Hundred percent. That's the that's the best thing in, to do with the family. I'm trying to mix up my questions here. You got another one? I don't right now. Go if for you it. could hang out with any celebrity, living or dead, who you have not previously hung out with or met. Okay. Who's it going to be? We're talking musician, movie star, yeah. sports star, you name it. Um, Family doesn't count. Okay. Family doesn't count. Unless they're a celebrity. So it's got to be a celebrity. Of some sort. Of, okay. Of some repute. Yes. Okay. Um, I would hang out with Keanu Reeves. Whoa. Yeah. I, I just, <laughs> I, too. I, I just, that's, I would totally, I mean, I don't. I want to prove that he's not the nicest man in the world. I want to prove that he is. I, I, want, to I, want, I just want. I want to prove that he's not. I, I just why? I want to believe there's, there's no way. that to be true, <laughs> and I believe it to be true. So I guess it it's, might. Be. It's got to be true, but there's no way. Will like, you guys think <laughs> less of me if I admitted to you that I haven't seen John Wick two, three, or four? What? Oh, you're a loser. What? Okay, the, I, well, okay. Like, appreciate that, but let me redeem myself. I made that exact statement to a friend of mine, a coworker, and uh, later that day he brought me. Two and three on Blu-ray, because nice. I've already seen one. And obviously number four is in the theater still. Yeah. And I plan on rectifying that exact atrocity this evening. I'm proud of you. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> okay, last question. Yes. If you could take your daughter to any concert of any popular artist that's from this, this decade, who would it be? Of this decade? Of this decade. You know what's weird is my kid is like reverted back to the music that I grew up with. I okay. came downstairs the other day and she's got you know music in her room and I heard the Smiths playing. Ooh. And I was just like, I am such a proud You're father. You're the coolest daughter in the world. I'm just such yeah. a proud dad. That's awesome. I don't know if I'd want to go see Morrissey today, but- He just played Vegas not too long yeah, ago, man. But- It was I, a good show. I, on the flip side, I might take her to go see The Cure. Yes. But as of today's stuff, um, you know, I'm kind of into this band, The Talk, right yes. now. Oh, they're so good. And so I yeah. probably, like, that guy is a rock star. Yeah. Like, he just owns yes. being a rock star and an incredible voice, right? Yeah. He's like, he's like the next meatloaf as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. 100%. But I'd probably take her to see that show. Depeche Mode's coming back out in November. You got tickets. Yeah, buddy! <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> All right. I know Chris Barnett got Duran Duran. I'm like, dude, that's got to be because he just went to Depeche yeah, Duran. Mode. Dude, there's so they, Duran Duran's got to be. I think would be cooler for me. Than dude, Morrissey, Mode. Duran, and Depeche, like I, in in yeah. sequential months, well, just the, hit and Vegas. The, and the Cure, too. Too, man. Yeah. Oh, I would give yeah the, the Cure. That's hands. You know what? I, you ever. know, it's funny how how as we get older, and and I attribute becoming a father to this. Uh, I was not a fan. I mean, I graduated high school in 1993, so I'm a little bit. You know, I was probably in junior high when you were in high school, but we're still right there in the same, you know, generation, if you ask me. As they say, we all drank from garden hoses. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> Jumped on my big wheels without helmets, yeah. all good. Um, I, 
was really not a fan of any of that, of The Cure, of The Smiths, you know, AHA, any of these bands that were, you know, huge, you know, alternative 80s music. Um, I was, you know, I was Metallica Iron Maiden guy. Mm -hmm. And I don't know when it changed, but for the past few years, and even before that, but with the advent of satellite radio now, when I do listen to music, because I like to listen to lots of sports talk, but that's neither here nor there, it's... The uh, it's first wave. It's the yes, alternative. Yeah. It's the alternative station on SXM channel thirty three. So speaking of the Cure, check out the nineteen seventy five. It's our this this oh, yeah, generation's yeah, yeah. the Cure. Like okay, it's yeah, they're so good. Absolutely, I will. All right, and the most important question, in my opinion, and the final question, Mister Drew Reese, yes. running for school board, the facilities director of Dutch Brothers here in Southern Oregon, if you could give one bit of advice to any new dad or about to be new dad, what is that advice? Honestly, it's uh, give yourself over to the process and love your kids completely. Like it's like the rest, if you love your kid completely, you're going to make all the right decisions on their behalf and you're going to be a successful dad. Even when you slip, you're still going to be a successful dad. Damn straight. Good, good, good answer. And, well, that is it, man. Right. I want to thank you so much for coming on. Of course, the hall, thank you for uh, providing yeah. your facilities for us to do this show here. Um, for everybody watching, listening worldwide, wherever you may be, however you may be listening or watching, thank you very much for tuning in. We appreciate you. Uh, please like up, subscribe, do all the things, and make sure you check out our brother podcast. The Rockstar Dad Show with gosh, Gary Jared from Bowling for Soup. <laughs> wow. See, this is what happens with Nick, you know? Well, I usually say the... The very definitive... Yeah, I usually say the, the brother podcast part, and you threw me off a little Right, bit. you I know, I was podcast. testing you. But I remembered this time. Yeah, you did. Yeah. Good job. And I forgot their name. <laughs> Sorry, Jared. I suck. Oh, he's had a long day, Jared. Um, again... Get out there and send those ballots in. Obviously, you know who our guy is. But, you know, even if he isn't your guy, it's important that you send in those ballots. Uh, it's also you know, important you do your research. Yeah, do your research. Or don't, just click the, don't just check a ballot. I mean, I'm sure we could have asked a ton more questions, but this wasn't about, you know, that today. We got a little bit of it. But, uh, again, Drew Reese, thank you very much, man. Yeah, it was a pleasure. Thank you, thank you guys for having me. I really appreciate it. Absolutely. Congratulations. That's a preemptive one. <laughs> and good luck. We'll catch all of you on the very next episode next week. Have a great rest of your night. See you.